hopefully what happens is that all of the other agencies of the government realize they do not have the power to affect changes in contract law. They yep. just don't. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant. Hey, guys. Heather, how are we doing today? Good. I always look forward to this, man. When Ron first asked me to be a guest, I was like, I don't know about this. I, I don't really like hearing myself later. I haven't listened to any of the episodes, but it's actually really fun. This is a blast for us. <laughs> I mean, we get to talk about whatever we want for <laughs> half an hour. And, think and that then for whatever reason, you guys listen to us. So, <laughs> And more and more people listen all the time. We really appreciate that. So Yep. I did have a client talk to me last night and just rave about how it's helping her an educator. So I was like, well, I'm glad to know that our ramblings are valuable to somebody else. <laughs> Today is going to be maybe more of a, a rant, a rant. I, and I don't want to do that, but I, I just kind of feel it coming on. I, we're mm -hmm. going to talk about something that is controversial, I guess. It shouldn't be. Should be. <laughs> should be pretty basic in our opinion. <laughs> I mean, this this shouldn't even be a thing, but we're gonna have we gotta we have to talk about it anyway. You know, people are yep. asking us about it. Got this from one of our clients, mm -hmm. and I don't know if she wants me to say her name on here, so I won't. But you know who you are out <laughs> there. Just texted this to me yesterday, and this is really frustrating. I mean, this is really frustrating. It should frustrate everybody, really. But And the fact that it doesn't frustrate everybody shows just where we are in this country at this point. And kind of disconnected from each other. This is not understanding. On it. This is so absurd on its face that I literally cannot believe that what we're going to talk about today hasn't happened before now. Good point. Why have we not? Here's what we're going to talk about today. CDC sued over unconstitutional nationwide eviction ban. Of course it's got sued. And why aren't there more lawsuits? That's the thing I'm asking over here. Like, holy cow, why don't we sue? This is unbelievable. Now, I knew that this was going to happen because what is the CDC? What does the CDC stand yeah. for? <laughs> Yes. It, the C, the D, and the C, none of them <laughs> stand for anything that has to do with housing. Nothing. Yes, nothing. It's in the article. It says the CDC exists to track and monitor epidemics and contagious diseases. Right, a, because it is the yeah. Center for Disease Control. <laughs> yes. Now, why are they involved? What in I would like to know. <laughs> And maybe there's somebody out there that is way smarter than I'm sure there are because I'm not this I'm not the brightest bulb, right? But what does housing have to do with disease control? I need yeah. someone to explain mm -hmm. that to me. And under their charter, where does it mention that they have any power or authority? to do anything with respect to housing. 
Well, and the interesting part to me is even if we granted them, okay, people have to go to to work. And so if they don't have to go to work, that will prevent the spread of the virus. I don't really agree, but you know, I can see where they're coming from. But I was, I laughed out loud when I saw that it said only if you make under $99,000 a year are in are impacted, or I'm sorry, are just unable to pay rent. This is (laughs) the biggest joke ever perpetrated upon contract law ever. Yeah. This is insane. Yeah. Some people out there are going to say, yeah, but these people have been affected. Okay. I actually understand that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this isn't the first moratorium. The, the, the first moratorium was under the CARES Act. But that actually made a little bit of sense because under the CARES Act, we helped everybody. Yep. So you can't pay rent. Okay. Well, I can get PPP money for my apartment complex because I can that'll help me pay my my people and if a, if a handful of people don't pay rent it's not the end of the world and that was only for government backed loans and guess what the government backed loans did they said hey if you're having a problem with your mortgage then you can apply as well mm-hmm. this does none of that and you don't even have to show that you've been affected by covid it's just you can't you can't pay your rent right? So you can have people that just take advantage of this because they can. It's so one-sided. It's ridiculous. Listen, we're going to, we're going to cover one side and then I'm going to cover the other side. Okay. Because there's two sides to this. There's the tenant side and then there's the landlord side. Okay. Mm -hmm. And right now we're going to talk about the, the landlord side. Okay. This is an injustice, the likes of which I haven't seen in some time from our government. Mm -hmm. It's unconstitutional because the CDC has no authority to do what it's done. None. Zero authority to do what it's done. I'm I'm not a constitutional scholar, but they don't have the right to undo contract law. They just don't. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, God bless whoever these people are who are suing. Bunch of people who've gotten together and are suing. It's an Ohio landlord that's suing it looks like and the National Association of Home Builders. And so they now, should. We've, we've done at least one show on things like this in the past. This is this screams political. This is a yeah. political thing that's going on, right? And there's a big movement that basically says that the tenants across America are being screwed mm-hmm. and that the really wealthy landlords are getting over, right? And I've had a client tell me, they're like, I don't know why they think that I'm really wealthy. Like I own like three rental properties and these properties help pay some of my bills. Like I'm not this, you know, deep pockets landlord. And I think they, they're, there's kind of this assumption that people who own rental properties are ultra wealthy and can absorb this hit. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So It says in the article, the CDC's moratorium represents a sweeping assumption of power Mm -hmm. by administrative agency that it simply does not possess, altering the contractual relationships of perhaps millions of people across the country. Let's go down the food chain a little bit. Let's just take a, let's just take a minute and let's just see what happens here. Okay. This is not a moratorium on government loans. Right. So if, if the owner, what under the CARES Act, 
if I had a Freddie Mac loan on my apartment complex, then I could not evict a tenant who was affected by COVID. Okay. But if that affected my property, the operation of my property, then I could go to Freddie Mac, the government agency, and I could go to them and I could say, Hey, this is making it difficult for me to operate my business. And -hmm. therefore I need to figure something out with you. Right. And then they would work with me on that. This CDC mandate is across the board and it has no, there's not even any mention Mm -hmm. of what a landlord can do. Protection for the landlord is not in here anywhere. And I will say, Ron, that I've had clients take advantage of that CARES Act with their properties and maybe putting on some additional payments on the back end of the mortgage or whatever, and they can't qualify for more mortgages and do that. Mm -hmm. They have to pay it all back or they can't grow their real estate portfolio. So (laughs) So there's a lot of unintended consequences Mm -hmm. when you start playing with contract law. Okay. From the tenant's perspective, I can see where they're like, oh man, this is an opportunity to not have to pay rent. And, you know, they instituted this, what, a month ago or something like that? I mean, that's like, it's to the end of the year. That's four or five months, depending on when they they did it. And if they had already paid the month before, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? Just like your, just like the client that you just talked about, that's that when you get relief from one of those mortgage companies, it doesn't come without strings. Mm -hmm. So if you take that and you don't pay it back and it goes on the end of your loan, right? Well, that's a, that's a modification to the contract. That's not good. It doesn't make you look good to lenders, right? So if you, because if you were qualified for the loan, then you should be qualified to carry the property, no matter what happens with the property. Well, guess what tenants? Same thing applies. This is not free rent. This is not forgiven rent. Yeah. You owe the rent. Mm -hmm. So when you take this, there are strings attached. You're not living rent free. All you're doing is kicking the can down the road. So what happens when the moratorium is lifted? If January 1, the moratorium is lifted, you owe all the money, just like the landlord does. You owe all the money. So now what are you going to do? All it did was all it did was make it so that it's January and now it's cold weather when you have to get when you get evicted. And let's be I mean let's be of good perspective I guess to have is that the tenants also could spend the money. They may say, "Oh, well I'm going to go out and go on a trip or something," just as many Americans do. They don't save, and so it could put them in a worse situation because they may spend money they didn't realize they had to pay back. It's really kind of scary that it, that, yeah. And, I mean, go ahead. There's one piece of this that I think sums it up pretty well. It says it forces one segment of the population, the landlords, to bear a disproportionate share of the costs of the pandemic because they provide the rental housing so many Americans need. Yeah. I was going to read the exact same thing. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, come on. Exactly. Yeah. If tenants need some kind of redress, I get it. No problem. Yep. Look, here's what really should happen. These morons that we've elected in the House and in the Senate should stop with their 
political back and forth bickering mm -hmm. and get the American people the money that they need. They're the ones who stopped the business. They're the ones who slowed down the economy. They're the ones who made all of these decisions. The tenants didn't. That's true. The landlords didn't. So man and woman up, all you elected officials, and get out there and do your jobs. Get mm -hmm. the money to the tenants. If the tenants are the ones who need the money, get the money to the tenants. And I'm fine. Don't blanket send it out to the whole country. Send it to the people who need it. I'm fine with that too. Well, I mean, a couple of risks to this too is it could make landlords not really excited about renting, right? If they have all of this unknown risk that they could, that could be changed on them, especially from someone like the CDC, right? That they can just have a risk they didn't know they had. So, I mean, it seems kind of silly to also put a, something in place that could prevent some flow of money in the economy, right? And what, and what else does this do, Heather? If the CDC is... Yeah, allowed. I mean, who's next? Like, yeah. what entity is next? Hey, the FBI got a wild hair and they've decided <laughs> that, you know, landlords can't collect rent for the next three months. Why? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know exactly, but the FBI just decided, right? Yeah. The EPA, Assuming, yeah. The EPA just decided that, well, I mean... <laughs> Crap, they're already talking about making making landlords and building owners retrofit their buildings with all kinds of nonsense. Mm -hmm. Mandatory, right? Folks, those of you listening, I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on, you've got to actually look at some of these policies and look how they affect real lives, mm -hmm. okay? The tenants aren't the only people affected here. And landlords, you're not the only people affected here. There are tenants who are affected, Right. The only people that seem to win in these situations are the banks. Mm -hmm. The banks seem to always win, right? And it's about time that someone, I'm, I'm grateful these people did, sue and make this actually go into the court system so that they can, they can actually weigh whether or not the CDC has the right to do this. And I hope that they smash this thing down. It's not really going to help. By the time this is actually done, well, then, yeah. you know, the, the damage will already have been done. But hopefully what happens is that all of the other agencies of the government realize they do not have the power to affect changes in contract law. They yeah. just don't. And that we're paying attention. I mean, if we just turned a blind eye to this and said, that's unconstitutional, at least someone's taking a stand because... Like you said, Ron, this could just be set a precedent that you can have other agencies just make these blanket statements and law put into law. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, crazy. one of the other statements on here says landlords have lost control of their own property. Mm -hmm. If they can't evict non-paying tenants, that is really the one tool they have to actually enforce these contracts. Mm -hmm. And so I would say to the tenants out there, if, if you are listening and you are a tenant, don't you at some point want to own something? Yeah. And if the government can come in and regulate with no law, there's been no legislative process on any of that. This is just a mandate from a, an entity in the government, just a mandate. And that's a problem I have with a lot of things that have happened this year. 
It's not whether or not we should wear masks or not wear masks. It's whether or not do you have the actual authority to mandate that I wear one without going through the legislative process? Do you? Because I don't think you do. Yeah. Now, I'll wear one if it helps other people. But we as Americans need to be thinking through what is actually transpiring this year to our country and to our rights. And mm-hmm. then, you know, there will be some people out there that will say, yeah, but Ron, this is for the betterment of the country and for your neighbors and for the elderly that would be harmed. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I didn't say I wouldn't wear a mask. I said the process the by which yeah. you made this mandate is unconstitutional and it takes away liberties mm-hmm. from Americans, from you and from me. And mm-hmm. it allows, every time we do that, it allows the government to feel like they, we work for them, they don't work for us. Yes. And when we forget that, people, we lose we lose our rights, our liberties. This is just one thing. What I'm talking about today, yeah. Heather, well, you got going on here. This is about real estate. Yeah. It's about contract law. But this is one tiny little thing that happened this year. Yep. Look at the rest of it and look at it through a different prism than from a political prism. Look at it through the Constitution and what the government is allowed to do and not allowed to do. And who works for who? Yes. I mean, I I wish I I wish we could look at all the election from a liberties perspective, you know, what liberties are going to be infringed upon rather because it's yeah, it's crazy. You you can. Everyone out there can take your blinders off, take your Republican and your Democrat blinders off for a second and look, just look at the process by which things are happening. Is it constitutional? Is it legal? Does it take away rights from anyone? Mm -hmm. Not does it take away rights from somebody and give them to you and that benefits you. And so we're going to vote for it, but we can't be about taking rights from anyone. Yes. Cause eventually they'll come after yours. Even if, if this legislation doesn't protect you, it's (laughs) happened every single place that it's ever been done. Once they start taking away the rights, eventually the people who voted in the people that took away the rights from one and gave them to the other will take away their rights. Mm -hmm. Eventually, nobody's got any rights at all. Yep. Now, that's what happened before we formed this country. And so it's really important that we get back to the reasons why it's the greatest country on earth. It just Mm -hmm. is. It's not because we're better than anyone else, but it is because... Our governing body, the way that it's structured, is better than anyone else's. Hard stop. End of story. We went to Mount Rushmore with our kids, and it was for my 10-year-old son. The first month of the trip, well, it was still fresh in his memory because he's a kid. It was his favorite part of everything we'd done. Everything was Mount Rushmore. And I think the main reason is they have a program that they do for 30 minutes about the founding of our country and how our constitution was set up and how it sets us apart from every nation in the world. And the feeling, I mean, it was in this outdoor amphitheater and the feeling there was a political spirit. And I think it's, it goes even to a deeper level for me of how God helped establish this country in my opinion, that it was 
remarkable, the feeling in the room of why and how this is so amazing. Our freedoms are amazing, regardless of your political persuasion. It's truly remarkable. So protecting that is, it became even more apparent to me, being, protecting that for my kids. So going back, guys, contract law, what one person agrees to and another person agrees to can't be infringed upon by the government unless whatever the contract is, is unconstitutional or illegal. Mm -hmm. Neither of those things exist with respect to a landlord tenant contract. Folks, we got to stand up. We can't allow this to happen. There is a movement sweeping the country. And what it does is it pits one class of people against another mm -hmm. class of people. Having been in several of the classes in our country, you know, aspiring to be in maybe the next class up or the <laughs> following one, I can tell you that no matter where you are, this is one country where you can move from the bottom rung to wherever you want to move. Mm-hmm. But if we keep on with this war between the rich and the poor, all that's going to happen is that the, the, is that the rich that are rich now will be the ones who are rich and everyone else will be poor. Yeah. That's how this ends. And if you're out there and you're listening and you've felt put upon your whole life, I'm inviting you to stop feeling put upon get out of your own way and go make something of yourself. There's literally nothing stopping you from doing that mm -hmm. currently in America. If we don't pull our heads out soon, that upward mobility will be gone. The ability for a guy like me who had zero dollars to get to where I am in life to be able to help other people make money will be gone. It will be eliminated. Yeah. So you guys out there better check yourselves a little bit. And I mean Republicans and Democrats and everybody else that's unaffiliated. All of you. Everyone. All of us have to check. You cannot take from one and give to another and it ever end well. Yeah. Most of the landlords in America are not big corporations. They're not REITs. They're normal people like you and me who own some property to pay their bills, like, like, like Heather was saying, and to build their wealth. They're doing it through real estate instead of a 401k. It's the only difference. Yep. Cannot, like, we can't let the government attack us like this, folks. So for what it's worth. Blood pressure's up. <laughs> blood pressure's up. I guess I should bring it down now. <laughs> I haven't seen a huge impact of this on my business. Thank goodness. But I know other people have. Yeah. I know other people have, and it could affect you if you own rental rental property. So I would encourage you to follow this lawsuit and, and get involved if you can and get involved in the other things that pertain to you as a landlord. It's important. It's important people, especially on the local level. You got to get involved. I'm telling you, there's a wave coming. We got to get ahead of it. So more than ever action item this week yeah. is to get action. out and make something happen. Literally yeah. inform yourself and then stand up.
when there's public forums, get out and stand up. We can't just sit around and let this happen to us or, or to anybody else about anything else, right? You've got to stop giving up our freedom so freely. Heather, any last words? No, hundred percent agree. I think it feel that same, you know, patriotic spirit of, you know, you've got to get out and keep, keep our country, the best country in the world by protecting freedom. So that's all. All right, everybody share the podcast. You can uh, email us. You find things like this you want us to talk about, or you, you think that pertains to real estate business, how business and real estate intersect with, with our personal and family lives. If you find something interesting you want us to comment on, send it because obviously we will, right? They can find us, can send that stuff and questions to Yep. Our email us, invest at rpcinvest.com. I feel like is. I need to have like a voice for that. Invest, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that was a pretty good one. Well, you should try that again. Yeah. <laughs> invest at rpcinvest.com. Man, now if people don't send things in, I don't know. I don't know what we can do. <laughs> Uh, so send your thoughts, your questions in, um, subscribe, share us all over the place. We really appreciate you guys. So this week, go out and make something happen. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.